welcome to season two of Wrong Side of 30. My name is Brandon Parmini, and I am joined by Keisha Tabingen. Hi, I'm back. And Billy. Fuck off. <laughs> Boom, shortest intro ever. That was really That was fast. the intro. We're done. That's yes. <laughs> kind of premature. Run, run the exit music. All right, all right, all right. Good show, guys. <laughs> There's no such thing as being premature. It's just, you know, respecting someone else's time. You're just early. I'm just early. I arrive on time. It's just warm-ups. Is this your notes? No. I was like, there's literally one thing on that. <laughs> there's other stuff here. It's, it just says, be funny. <laughs> yeah. So um, Paula had her first Pilates class like in like a year and a half, right? Since pre-COVID. Oh, shit. And, Sounds very painful. Well, she was like heading off yesterday and I just kind of realized how like this is like the beginning of a romantic comedy. Paula's the star off to meet like Mr. Right. And I'm like <laughs> the piece of shit at home that she leaves. Like it's weird to imagine yourselves as like these ancillary characters in other people's movies when the reality is most of us are, right? I always wonder if I'm like the bad guy in someone else's story. Like I'm the other woman unknowingly. But have you been with someone else? No, but like I'm like if I'm funny and like a guy laughs too hard at what I'm saying, I'm like am I am I someone's other woman? Like am I threatening to somebody? Like did you start a fight? Are there people still bringing you up? Like Yeah, like girl. like how many people in this world bring me up as like a a point of like contention. What a narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how other people think about me and like want me. <laughs> how many couples fights I've caused. Well, it's just weird to be like walking around and like you just kind of picture the start of different movies. You're like, oh, this is a Law and Order episode <laughs> waiting to happen. And you're like looking for someone to get like popped or and something. It's always me. I'm always the one who's probably <laughs> going to get arrested at any given time. I was at an Austin FC game uh, last week and the people in front of me like walked in and they would go they go oh good you're here because i'm sharing season tickets with some friends and so i've only gone to like a quarter of the games Mm -hmm. or something like that and she was like i told my friend about you and how much you're like a fucking asshole to our own team so glad you're here (laughs) what like a like a drunken disorderly she's like no it's i mean it's really offensive when you're around my eight-year-old kid but like but like he's not here so like have at it (laughs) the honesty you have to appreciate it at least so the season's over, right? Of Major League Soccer? Yeah, yeah season finished, done. yeah. Okay, so We're in the playoffs, we were... and by we, I mean humanity, not Austin FC. So they didn't they, make the playoffs. They did not make the playoffs. What last. was their final record? Uh, who, who knows? They finished second to last in the West. They shit a brick at the, this party that I organized, which was annoying. Uh, who cares? What do you mean they shit a brick? Uh, they just like don't try on away games. So we do watch um... parties for the away games, and they're always like these huge like disappointments where everyone has to fake that they're having a good time because the team is just such garbage on the road. (laughs) And it's just annoying. It's like, this is just put on a show, man. (laughs) Like if you have to bribe a ref, then bribe a ref. Just like get yellow cards for shit. It's like, yeah, give us something. This is some passion. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) That's it. Equipment's dead. See you guys in season three. No one gives a fuck about MLS shit. It should all be rigged just just to be more entertaining. Uh, And like there should be parts where like wrestling fan. Yeah. Where someone grabs (laughs) the mic in the middle of a match. And then like David Beckham shows up. That's a bullshit call. (laughs) 
Yeah, someone gets a yellow card and like someone walks in with a chair and hits the ref. Yeah. Do you think this is how professional wrestling started being fake? It was like real wrestling and then yeah. it got really boring. And they were like, you know, it would be awesome if you did. And it's like, what do you call it? It snowballs. It just escalates. It just escalates. <laughs> yeah, it started as major league soccer and turned into professional <laughs> wrestling. It's yeah. like a six shades of Kevin Bacon deal. So six degrees, not shades. six degrees, <laughs> yeah. Six shades. Yeah, 50 Kevin shades of Kevin Bacon. So I'm in the middle. I don't know how many of you guys out there are in the middle of a job search. I am in that hunt. I'm in a found search. I, I'm in a very much like I hope they don't realize that I'm not very good at my jobs. So like I would require way too much capital to be able to make this work quickly enough. Yeah. So we went on hiatus because I had to figure out something else. So I realized, like, I just have to bite the bullet and get, like, a normal person job mm -hmm. and stop contracting, stop doing this shit. But it's, like, really hard. Well, like, what? I am applying, like, a lot to a lot of places, even, like, stuff that's, like, very similar. So are you telling me I shouldn't cash that check that you wrote me, like, a year and <laughs> a half ago? That's why you should have cashed it a year and a half ago like <laughs> I did. Yeah. So are they calling you back or do you get interviews? No, no, no. I got, I've gotten... Um, I think two interviews. The last one went super well and then like ghosted. Like I have not heard back. How long was how long ago was it? This was like a month ago. What made you think it went super well? Did they say it went well, well? I don't know. Like it, well, at the end of it, he was talking about onboarding me. No, bitch. He's leading you on. He's leading. And like I pitched ideas and strategies. No, you did too much. You came on too hard, too yeah. strong. I was way too honest with who I am. Yeah. You got to like. <laughs> I laid it on thick because I was like, that. you know, they should know what they're getting. And no. apparently they were like, Ugh. we don't want it. <laughs> so, so he told you about onboarding so that you knew what you'd be missing. <laughs> yes, man. Well, it was like an interview with him and like four or five people who work there. So I guess like he might have liked me, but everyone else hated me, it which like is cool. Vote. It was a vote. All I'm saying well, is just like, cool. just like reply to an email. They won't though. Like that's the thing. That's the shitty part. I've had, there were so many interviews that I went on before the last two jobs that I had that it was like, we are so ready to hire you. Keep an eye out. We're going to send you the stuff and the, the contract. And then it was like two months of nothing. And then, yeah. like, and then you follow up and they're like, we don't have anything about you on record. Jesus. And you look, like you apply. And like the auto response is like, if you don't hear from us in six weeks, assume it's not <laughs> going to happen. And Let it's it like, go. <laughs> and you hear how we have this big labor crisis and there's all these jobs and no one for the jobs. And I wonder like how much of it is the methodology and how we parse people, mm -hmm. the big log jam here. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm just terrible. I mean, <sighs> I saw that Bill Miller is, is hiring and it's like $13 an hour. With oh, maybe. Great benefits. What if you went Austin PD? What do you think? Could Maybe. You, could you uh, shoot someone wrongfully? No. I do not think I'm very popular. Uh, well, then Austin PD is Which the is crazy player. because I do, do support the police. <laughs> I support their ability to hire what's budgeted. Uh, and I also support that they get fired like the rest of us when they do a shitty job. Like, Keisha, if your, your employer wants to fire you, yeah. you can't be like, yeah, but well, did the grand jury indict me? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. That can't be the standard. It's like, prove it. <laughs> so, like, I like cops, and I'll talk to a cop, yeah. and I'll be like, I like you, but, like, you really think you can't be fired for being bad at your job? Maybe you come should on. just go around with a body cam until they hire you. 
You're like, I'm willing to wear this. No, no issue. <laughs> it's totally it. normal. This was something in the interview I, I probably could have handled better. Oh, my God. They were like, all right, well, can you predict like growth in a social media account? And I was like, I mean, I can promise to make good, engaging content that's not the cookie cutter crap that everyone else is ignoring. But I don't think anyone can seriously come in and guarantee you any kind of return. I don't, I don't really think that's honest. I, mean, I should have just said. Yes. 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 The, the answer to questions like but that. That's, it's so annoying because why are you bringing in me here to lie? It's not lying. It is lying. No, it's not. They just want to make sure you know how to lie when That's you need to lie. That's literally what interviewing is. It's stupid. And the answer to that question is always a follow-up question of like, is there a budget allocated so, to help this grow? To, to make sure, just to, to explain, like I, I, I have not done much interviewing in my life, but I have hired probably around, I don't know, 60 people mm-hmm. and uh, easily over 100 interviews. But it's different though. It's different being on the other side of that. But it's like, they should know that this is helpful. No, Brandon. So so if you're doing project management stuff, like, why don't you get, like, certified? Yeah, Google has a certification program. Yeah, do it. But it's like, that's all I have to be like. I had a Google certification and they'll be like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, Yeah. go take some HubSpot shit and they'll be like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, so that's (laughs) that's a lot of garbage. Mark Cuban, we're still waiting for our check. (laughs) This would solve a lot of our problems. The other big lesson I learned, because this the show is wrong side of 30. So this is why I want to talk about this, because I think career stuff is a bigger mm-hmm. part of that fire and that heat that you have in your 20s. Oh, God. You cannot assume. No. That is still going to no. happen. No. So my big lesson in this whole experience was like, you know, you can't do it all yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could have at one point. Yeah. But like, there's just too much stress that comes with all of these different things that don't really allow you to focus on a task that is fundamentally different than what you're stressed about. Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like you get distracted by one component Mm -hmm. and then it interferes with your ability like, oh, is this funny? And it's like, I don't know. I got bills to pay. And it's like, it's just like, get, the, get shit out. That's, that's the other issue you run into. Yeah. And in your thirties, you just don't have that. I don't know what it is about when you're in your twenties and like, I think you just don't care as much. So like I started a new job about two and a half months ago and it is like where my old job was. I would say it's like maybe three or four. It's like a three or four level jump from what my old job was. Ooh, congrats. What does that mean? So I went from like a manager to like a VP. Are you in financial services? Okay. Yeah. VP. Yeah. VP, VP of everything. Yeah. 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 Everyone's you could, a VP. You could work. You could be like Everyone's a second a day, a second day at the job and get a VP title. It's a. I mean, it is for a social media role. It's like a pretty big deal because a lot of roles within social media are kind of they level out at like director level. Because a VP is kind of like the company acknowledging that yeah. this person is an integral part of our inner working. Right. And it's like they're positioning you to like continue to do better or whatever so it's like one of what like 10 vps or 20 vps i'm the only like vp of social media right right right? but like how many vps oh well it depends on the department financial services ten thousand. yeah everyone's a vp do you have a google certification vp instantly (laughs) but you know so it's like i was really excited and i was like coming in real strong and like you know like you're just like i can do everything and then like i started forgetting stuff and i started missing things and there's things on calls where i'm like oh i should have said that and i didn't and in my 20s, there was no hesitation. It was just like whatever came to mind, I would say it and I would just do it. And if I messed up, then it didn't really matter because at least so, no one can say that I didn't do anything. 
And now I hit a wall like two weeks ago where I was just like, everyone's going to figure out that I am. The sham is I'm over. not good at That's this called job. imposter syndrome. Oh, I know. And it's like really bad, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I have to talk a certain way. I, I, I hear myself talk. I hear myself explain stuff. It's like you overwhelm people with information before they can ask you questions because you don't want them to ever think that you're, you don't know what you're talking about. I've got a book for you. It's called How to Appear Smart in Meetings. <laughs> and it tells you what to do with your hands. Right. And also the things to circle on a whiteboard. <laughs> You'll love it. But it's hard. I, I had no idea what imposter syndrome was when I was in my 20s. Which is weird. I feel like you've gone the opposite way. I, th- I think everybody in their 20s has imposter syndrome no. because it's like their <laughs> first job and they're so like, confident. I don't know how to do anything. I so fucking confident. Yeah. I think it's helpful, though, because I think it, it reminds you to keep working and keep focusing. Like that judge today in that little that um, Whittinghouse case was <laughs> didn't understand how zooming in on a, uh, a video worked. And it's just like, bro, you're a judge here and you control what evidence is seen in the circumstances and you don't seem to understand how video works he's not a scientist brandon he's not a film scientist jesus (laughs) it was like confusion he's like if you're making it bigger how's it not he's like it was literally about enhancing he's like you're enhancing you're adding information that wasn't there and it's like no the defense also crops images. That's the exact same thing. We're just cropping. And he's like, but you're enhancing. Yeah, and you're I, removing. I know words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the guy who uh, called it an enhancement in the video world didn't know words. And so. Well, no. it's like terminology with uh, explaining to people what something is. You know, people sometimes get locked in on a term. Like they do that in the Bible all the time. They get locked into these English yeah. words and it's like, bro, you know, the Bible was not written in English. Mm-hmm. Don't get so focused on the exact words being used. That's why they were like out uh, protesting the, the Nazis protesting at that synagogue in Austin. Yeah. Because of a uh, fucking book of revelations calls a synagogue. It's always Satan. a fucking it's revelation. always revelations. I'm telling you. It's like edgy shit in there, man. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with Genesis. Book of Daniel's got some weird shit in it. <laughs> is Daniel in the New Testament? I know. Old. I know, yeah. So I know Genesis is old, but like New Testament. All of the prophecy stuff in Old mm. Testament's Daniel. New Testament is mostly like Jesus doing it, <laughs> things for poor people. And yeah. And then and then you get to and then you get to uh, Revelation. Revelation. It's like the community affairs department of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the I don't know, like the um, yeah, Jesus is like hanging out with the prostitutes, getting shit done. <laughs> yeah. Then all of a sudden there's like a dragon yeah. <laughs> and like a, there's a war between the, hell and heaven some and now pregnant thing in space. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's insanity. It's kind of like Temple of Doom. It's like you had something that was good in Indiana Jones and then you took me a Temple of Doom and you went way you overboard. Took it too far. You took it too far. <laughs> At one point they fall out of a plane in a raft, which slows them down due to air resistance. And then they yeah. land on a. Snow, they, they snow land bank. on a snow bank on a mountain, and then they go down like a hill, very, very, very fast through trees, and then they go down into like a fucking river of death, and then they meet like uh these uh I, I guess what you would just call them in old classic movie term are savages, uh-huh. yep. which are just like it's classic Indiana Jones, yeah, indigenous people made to look like insanos, um. That is the book of revelations. 
It's like the other stuff wasn't hitting. Yeah. So they're like, oh, let's let let's 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 hit him with some of this shit. It's like the end of Lost. Because it was the last. It's like they didn't know how it was going to end, and so they're like, let's just make it as confusing as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know the Jesus story was around for like seventy years before Revelations came. And then Revelations. They need oh, to rebrand. It's just going. It's, it's just flying off the shelves. Can you man. imagine being in the writers' room of the Bible? <laughs> and you just got this like, got like <laughs> red ideas. red string and photos Crazy everywhere. Ideas. <laughs> well, you know the bullshit is like like Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> so what would happen is like a scribe, right, is recopying the Bible, mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of work before the printing press. Sure. So they would make notes like or suggestions for ideas. <laughs> In the uh, the sides of the book, and then the next person at some point who would copy that would incorporate the notes into the text, and all of a sudden, that's canon. And like yeah, Jesus okay. is up there being like, I "What? I, I never said that." Yeah, <laughs> like if you if you dis, if you make the conscious choice to turn off your brain about the religious aspect and research the Bible and its construction from a historical and a publishing standpoint, mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting. It's kind of like, so it's like Wikipedia, right? Where like everyone just kind of contributes to what they think it kind could be. Kind of, but you don't know who contributed what. And then their contributions uh. are hidden and people just assume it was always that way. But mm-hmm. like they found, like they trace back these manuscripts and they find where an idea originally came from. And it's just like the, a writer who they're like, oh, no, we just need you to copy the book. Yeah. And they fucking put their shit in there. So they like it's like when you're on a word doc and, exactly. you, and you turn on like simple markup and then all yeah. this shit comes all up. All of the adjustments made, yeah. <laughs> Just Google the Council of Nicaea. You'll find out a lot of stuff about how the Bible was constructed. But uh, that's neither here nor well, there. It's not a religious conversation, no. right? Because the Bible is a historical this is a document. It's a publishing <laughs> conversation. So maybe all of that stuff in Revelations is true, but it was definitely written seventy or eighty years after Jesus walked the earth. So, which is to me interesting from a publishing standpoint, because you just kind of assume New Testament is just the story of Jesus and everything that happened to him at that moment. And it's like, no, that's not. If you are a uh, person who takes the Bible literally and have hate mail for us, please send it to. (laughs) Hey, so how hard do you think it was to murder somebody like 150 years ago? Pretty easy, man. Right. Big rock. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, you. Even if you see someone like murder you don't a guy, stop, you don't do anything, and they run away, they don't have any forensics. Were you gonna like, like, hold on, let me paint him real quick? <laughs> I know they're like, I got a canvas, it. yeah, like, mm, <laughs> gotta get some reds in here. <laughs> like, seriously, like, it's just all eyewitness. Like, yeah, right. It's like they, this person saw it, or they left like the weapon or their shoe or something. Over under half the people. Uh, convicted in 19th century England, so 1800 to 1899, wrongfully convicted. More than half, would you say, over or under that? How could we possibly know the answer? It's a guess, man. Over? Under. You think it's le- You think they were still able to figure out who did shit? I think that those on high dictate what's right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would just imagine, like... <laughs> So with such like little communication, it was basically like, oh, the people are pissed off, so just find somebody and and then is it like blame it on depending them, on who was killed? That's when they decide what's worth actually. Like, yeah, I guess like you know they they take the murders of prostitutes much less seriously. That's true. Then like uh you know like a baron like yeah 
I don't think Baron's ever got murdered. <laughs> Pretty much all prostitutes. Like it's the conversation started because of the whole like, oh, was Jack the Ripper from Austin? Did you see there's a podcast actually called Bad Women and it's all about revisiting the history of all of his victims in England because everyone has all these stories that they're all like uh, prostitutes and stuff and he only killed prostitutes and no one cared about prostitutes. But it's like from the perspective of the women he killed. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to die. I'm (laughs) sorry. This was the only way I could make money. (laughs) I mean, pretty soon, you know, I got to keep my options open. (laughs) Vader's got to eat. Just, just take a look at this photo real fast for me. Look at the color of his face versus his hand. Yeah. Who's this? This is Donald Trump. Oh, God. Famously wore makeup. That's like a, his hand is like a dark blue and his face his makeup, is orange. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to be president and you need to wear makeup, at least hire somebody. I, I think sometimes he has people do it. You can tell when he did it and it was pretty bad. Like the the. The neckline would be pretty egregious or he doesn't blend. Yeah, yeah. He does he's not a big unblending. He just like lathers it up. So um I just got back from Disney trip, vacation. It was love fun. It, love it. Wait, you don't have a job and you're just going on vacations <laughs> willy nilly. Yeah, you know, I mean Paula works real hard. Out <laughs> <laughs> a way to she go, really Paula. Looked like she needed a break. <laughs> yeah. Although when we got back, she's like all right, I, I, I just need a break from you. Yeah. I wanted to get you out of your natural element, but then I realized after vacation that that didn't solve any of our problems. Yeah, she knew, Maggie keeps telling me. She needed me gone from the house for a period of time mm-hmm. after our vacation. Who did you go with? Uh, Paula and my mother. Which is the three of you? Mm-hmm. She didn't want to bring her, her boyfriend, which, which, you know. Paula didn't want to bring her boyfriend? No. I could see that could, getting confusing. <laughs> But uh, it was a, a super fun trip. I'm disappointed more things didn't go wrong because I don't mm. have as much fun stuff to talk about. But like, mm. um, I will say, like, if you aren't sure if the parks are worth it, I think they've definitely done a lot to them in the last two years to mm-hmm. make it worth it. We even had a bitch in time at Epcot. Yeah. Did you get drunk? I love Epcot. Yeah. I had an Italian margarita. Dude, I don't even know what that is. But like, delicious. you get like a little hors d'oeuvre from like all the little like wine and what is it called? Oh, it's the food and wine festival? Food and wine festival. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I, lo- I used to work that. The thing I love that Epcot is doing is like they're adding rides, but they're basing where the ride is. They're not putting it because there's two sessions of Epcot, yeah. right? There's the section that's like future world yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. whatever. Who knows? Like future world from in the 1980s. Yeah. And and around the, the hall world. of presidents. Yeah. So one thing they're doing now, which I think is insanely awesome, is they're putting attractions in the place where the story takes place. So for Frozen, we had to go to Norway. Yeah. For Ratatouille, we had to go to Paris. And like, you know, I'm reminded of this thing I heard about how non-college educated people think we need to guide American or guard American culture from the world. And it's like, there's a lot of things in American culture that are actually world-based. Yeah. Like, basically, every Disney movie except for Pocahontas made before 2000. Yeah, was not here. Yeah, I mean... That's not true. They didn't have accents. Yeah, like, <laughs> m- a lot of them are German. Like, Pinocchio's Italian. Emperor's New Groove is Dutch. Oliver and Company, British. America. Oliver and... Oliver and Company is set in New York City. Uh, but is it Bear? a British story? Is it from a British Arthur? Well, that doesn't matter. It does. That's how you were talking about setting. No, the setting doesn't maintain a culture. The thing is to know 
where does this story take place? Right. Like, In oh, New York City. No, no, sorry. <laughs> where does the story come from? What kind of people created this story that you love? Well, yeah. If more people knew that like, yeah, it's like Germans and Italians and the English and uh, of course, Norwegians. All, all fairy tales come like pre-founding of America, period. They were all written before set, like 1800. But that is not apparent to people. No, that's true. That's it's fair. not. Like this puts it in your face that if you want to go to an adventure, you need to go to where that thing like originated. No, they're all in America. I disagree. <laughs> Oliver and Company is just as good uh, because it's, USA. it has Probably Billy made. Joel <laughs> and is set in New York City. <laughs> Hold on. And is that the one with a cat? Is it a cat? Oliver is the cat. Doesn't he have a little hat? Does he wear a hat? I think in one scene he may have a hat. <laughs> and Dodger is played proudly by oh, Billy Joel. Dodger. Oh, I remember It's that based movie. on a Charles Dickens novel. <laughs> yeah, it's Oliver. Duh. No fucking shit. I wasn't making that argument. You said it was where it was set. I Sorry. told you it was set Sorry. in New York City. Sorry. Oliver. Is that Oliver Twist? The point is, uh, hey, look all of these different people in the world. Look what they've brought you already that you like. There's a lot to take from other cultures. And honestly, if you're making that argument, I think Pocahontas was written in England by John Rolfe or whoever came over here and went back. Even if you, even if you say the English stuff counts as American, there's still, still a really. lot that yeah. comes out of France, Germany. Oddly, Hercules written in America. <laughs> Um, Emperor's New Groove is one of your favorite. No, I don't. I haven't even seen it. Oh, Lilo and Stitch is Hawaiian. Lilo and Stitch, yeah. Uh, I guess would you say is a Polynesian in origin? Maybe. Along with um like Mo- so. Moana. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, guys. I went to the World War II Museum in New Orleans. Amazing, right? Oh, I've never. I'm been pretty there. sure Polynesia is oh, America after that museum. I, I I accidentally went on an educational ride at oh, Epcot. No. But it's pretty cool. Oh, is that the future garden? Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. see like all their sustainability yeah, all stuff. The corn stuff. The living, yeah. was there's it? a lot of wasps in that video. <laughs> oh, was it the living, living earth or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and they're yeah. like, you know, they show you how sustainable everything is. And then you're just kind of like, but then like, why do you have so many? Like you walk in a future land and it's like all of these gas powered mm-hmm. cars. And you're like, what? This seems so backwards. But I guess it's kind of like they can't turn their back on like, their most profitable IP. Maybe it's hydrogen gas. <laughs> it's not, because then oh. it would be water coming out. And uh, what uh, do they still have that thing called? I, I think the ride, or maybe it's more of an attraction than a ride, because it's, you know, there aren't really rides in Epcot. Um, it's called Flight. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's great. Flight. Soar. No, it's Soar. Soarin. Soarin. It's amazing. You know, yeah. okay. My favorite is when you go through the orange. And then they spray, and it smells like orange. Yeah. For those who have not been, it's you're basically in an IMAX movie theater. On a and, swing. On a <laughs> swing. <laughs> and, and they just have fans blowing at you like you're Steve I playing a guitar solo. No, so, so the last time I went to Disney World, I went with my entire family, like my side of the family. And so there were like 14 of us or something. Oh my, God. my parents were like, we got this amazing deal because we've spent so much money with Hilton over the years that we were able to get this, you know, room with like four bedrooms. Or oh, whatever. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was it was really fun. So it was m- the four siblings, some of the kids, and then like my parents. And this okay. was probably like six or seven years ago. But no one thought to make dinner reservations. Oh, sure. And we're like, oh, we're going to eat in Epcot. And it's like, where are we going to get reservations for 14 in Epcot? Yeah. And the- so the only place we could find a reservation was at uh, oh, we've got to be in France or something like that. Yeah. In 15 minutes. 
and you, you can't cut it, across because there's, there's a yeah, big there's lake. Fucking lake. You gotta go. And so my mom, you know, is absolutely panicked that we're not gonna make it because we're on this ride or. I think before it was the frozen ride, I think it was called Maelstrom or something oh, yeah, like it's, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yep. there were all those like tree troll things. <laughs> but it's basically the other side of the lake yeah. from France. Yeah. Uh, and, and so my mom starts power walking, like like a <laughs> 1980s mall power walker, which used to be her superpower. <laughs> and we're like, Mom, even if you just walk at a normal speed, we're going to be five minutes late. She was like, I put a credit card down. We're like, okay, well, we're only going to be five minutes late. They're not going to charge your credit card $600. Credit card $600. They're like, we estimated what 14 people would order and we have charged you. And so she is like walking. And so my dad's like, oh, fuck it. I don't give a shit. He just starts walking at his own pace. And like. Half the pack goes with my mom. Half the pack kind of lags back with my dad. I'm in the mom group. And at some point, like after a half mile of power walking, it just becomes me, my brother's wife, my sister-in-law, Sean, and my mom. And and I'm just like weaving through following her because I also, I got my fast walking from her. And (laughs) at some point, like she just Bowls over 85-year-old man on a cane. Uh, he falls down. Oh, my God. She doesn't notice that he falls down. And then, like, his family's right there to start oh. helping him up. So she just keeps walking. And my sister-in-law, she just goes, oh, my God, Susan. And just turns around and walks backwards the other direction. Oh, jeez. No. And so my mom gets there. I show up, like, Two minutes later, because I was like, I don't know if I want to be associated with her right now. <laughs> and, and she is pouring sweat. Like, you know, it's, it's Florida yeah. in the summertime. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like 90 degrees and 90% humidity. She's just, and she's, you know, 65 at the time. Just, just wet with sweat. And I come walking and I'm like, you know you knocked over an old man, right? <laughs> she, goes, she goes, what? So I was like, yeah, on that bridge, you know, by Canada. <laughs> He fucking just knocked that fucker over. <laughs> she knows what she did. She's yeah. like, I didn't notice. She's a fog. Like, yeah. She only has yeah. one mission. She was like, but I made it on time. <laughs> and like, we're still waiting to be seated, even though she was like right on time. They didn't, they didn't have uh, a table. Meanwhile, right. the ambulance goes by <laughs> to pick up the and old man. The whole family walks in just completely calm and rested. And they're like, oh, we're still waiting for a table. Huh? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the old man and his family comes in. Yeah. No, he died that day. Okay. There was a helicopter that landed. <laughs> Medivac. Yeah, that's that's a tough thing about Epcot, man. They don't have any ways you can like cut through the park, no. like at Magic Kingdom. You got to go all the way around. So yeah. we were like going from like Paris to Norway, back yeah. to Paris to Italy to Spain. Wait, is it just Paris well, now? It's not France anymore. You keep naming. Oh, France. Sorry. France, yeah. yeah. So like, well, the thing is now with the app, you're able to get very accurate and close to real-time projections of how long each ride's going to be, mm-hmm. which means you can be super efficient with your day if you're willing to, you know, just walk to the attraction that doesn't have a line. Yeah. So get it, just get it done. Yeah. Instead of, like, go from land to land and, like, wait. wait yeah. Because, like, you could just have bad luck and you get in a ride that is going to be only busy for maybe an hour for whatever reason. Maybe some of the cars break down and it bunches up. So you never know. So... The whole trip is really a theme of like with the app now, if you're like a logistics person, a part of the fun is making the itinerary as you're doing it. 
So my my old company, I'm not going to give a company names, but one of my old companies was uh, part of the data mesh oh. that held all of this stuff together. Oh, and so like cool. their entire thing was they used, they, they essentially are rerouting traffic to go to unpopulated areas of the park yeah. by incentivizing them with like coupons and stuff. It's like, yep. hey, yeah. take a coupon here oh. because no one is fucking there right now and yeah. we need to get people out of these thoroughfares. Oh, yeah, like I think in three days, the Disney app checked my location like 70 times. I'm surprised it didn't wow. drain your battery to nothing. I mean, like I was, I wanted it to because I'm like, this yeah. is. Tell me what to do. Yeah, and like you know, that's off now. But like, it's 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 helpful that it has accurate information because no one likes waiting in line. And it's funny how much less tunnel vision you have as an adult than as a kid who's mm-hmm. trying to go to Disney, and yeah. you're like, oh no, I'm only going to Space Mountain. Fuck everything else. <laughs> it's like, well, Space Mountain has a three hour yeah. line right now. You could do like fifteen other yeah, rides yeah. right now. We did Epcot Sunday because there's this great website again using data. They tell you the least busy. Day. days to go ah. in each park so no one says oh my gosh it's a beautiful sunday let's there's no epcot. work let's go to epcot yeah so we went to epcot on sunday and uh so the next day monday we went to uh the movie studio yeah which best. it's it's That's the best it's part. they Four have made so many great so improvements they've taken out the super cringy old hollywood ride and now it's a mickey and Minnie mine Oh. Ride with Goofy, who and it's like it's it's great. So Goofy, dog or cow? Dog. Dog. Cow. Right? No. Goofy's a cow. So yeah. Max is a calf. What? I don't know. My part of my sexual awakening as a child is a cow. <laughs> well, they have shit. four stomachs, so that's impressive. <laughs> okay, you're just saying that, right? Like you weren't. <laughs> actually sexually attracted to I had a crush on him. I know you did, but like a simple innocent crush, right? I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's all blurring together. Was Max in your spank bank? Who was in the band that he was going to see? Powerline? Yeah, Powerline <laughs> concert. <laughs> Such a great movie. It's the leaning tower of Jesus. <laughs> Fucking Polly Shore. Polly Shore's best movie, man. <laughs> well, it's not much competition unless you're into Encino man. Um, yeah, the Hollywood thing's fucking awesome. The Tower of Terror is great. The Aerosmith yeah, ride well, is like the most exciting ride in the yeah. whole thing. Well, the Aerosmith thing, you're just kind of like, why is Aerosmith still here? But other than that, it's no, pretty right. cool. Way. Really you're doing fun. like sweet emotion, just yeah. blasting yeah. you in the ears while you're doing corkscrews. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, that was it was a lot of fun. Um, they had that whole like Pixar lane oh, and the Toy Story they ride. They had Toy Story land, yeah. which was pretty cool. But like, the, I think the rides were a little kiddish. Yeah. Oh no, we did Slinky Dog. Slinky Dog oh, was Oh, that's fun. a new one. Did you well, yeah, do the, the Buzz Lightyear like, Shooting one. That's in uh, that's in Magic Kingdom. That's in Future World or whatever oh, okay. it's called. Okay. Was there is the Muppets stuff still in Hollywood Studios? Um, I th- I think so, but we skipped the stuff that w- that was just 4D or 3D. Oh, the one you like the theater. Yeah, that was I pretty, love that, that one. Super cute. That and was a good one. the old men, like yeah. I identify so much. I'm spirit animals with both of yeah. the old men. That's that's one. Of, that's Hollywood at the the. Rock and roller coaster. How do you remove the watermark of Disney photo? Passion? Pay them two hundred dollars. So Jesus. I just have the watermark ones. Yikes. Um. Oh, Splash Mountain. Oh, I Splash forget Mountain's how fun. fun. Did also they did racist. they make that racially appropriate yet, or is it no, still I the think same? It's still pretty racist. Like they have the tar baby and everything. No, there's no tar baby. The, the thing with Splash Mountain and um. That's what happened in that movie. <laughs> even the country bears, which I love, yeah. it's like the best part of 
going to the country, like rural areas, and you leave right before someone gets- drops the N word. Like it's all the best part of all your rural family members yeah. without all of the, the offensive offensive stuff. baggage. Yeah. Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. Yeah, tower. So yeah, the, t- the tough thing with the Tower of Terror is like you know it's the whole Twilight Zone intro, yeah, and you're like, great. no one knows what the Twilight Zone is no. anymore. Yeah, they brought it back. They, they should just change it to a black mirror. So. Well, the thing is, in L.A., they changed it to Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy, of the Galaxy yeah. but they can't do that because Disney can't use Marvel at a park east of the Mississippi. It should it, just be it like. It sounds so just, fake. Just I know it's true, it, but it sounds so just fake. Just make it look like it and just call it like protectors of space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think like, that could work. Would, no one's going to. Like, they can't it. do that now because Chris Pratt's canceled. Oh, that's right. What did Chris Pratt do? What's he got he, religious. Oh He's always been religious. No, he no. basically like, he was like, it's great to have a healthy son. Yeah, with his new wife. With my new wife as opposed to my old wife and my mentally handicapped son. Yeah, I don't think he's canceled. No, he's very canceled. He's super he's, canceled. He's told he's gonna be in the next Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but everybody hates him. Star Lord sucks. Cancel everyone's means, team like, Thor. Your career's like over. Not like, hey, I said something shitty and people held me accountable to it and I had some consequences. I don't know, man. He's basically tweeting with the chip and JoJo three thousand. Yeah, pretty be it, pretty be it. I don't know. Um, this is, I'm finally more woke than you on one thing, wow, Chris Pratt. Wow. Oh. I've turned on white people. <laughs> Goodbye, my friends. Everyone gets one. <laughs> and all the Star Wars stuff is just phenomenal. Like, that was definitely Paula's favorite part is the Rise of the Resistance ride. And, yeah. it, oh, my God. I actually, it made me want to move to Disney and become, like, a Disney actor. Because, like, they <laughs> get to be, there's, like, actors that get to be uh, officers of the First Order, which is, oh, you know, the, the, the space Nazis. Troopers. So you want to yeah. be a fascist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you get to call Disney guest scum. Oh, yeah. And they eat it up. <laughs> you miserable little roach of a man. And <laughs> he's like, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, you think like every like six weeks or something, whoever's playing like Cinderella or someone and they're just so fucking fed up like Aladdin is so fed up with Magic Kingdom and smiling all the time that they get like a one-week stint (laughs) just to go and rip everyone. They're like, get all of your anger out. This is your week. This is it. Yeah. Please, no four-letter words. How great would it be to quit dramatically if you were Tinkerbell? Like when she's like at the top of the castle and like, what do they, what do you call it? Zip lines? Like, yeah, and then she lights the whatever. And it does the main street. Yeah, if she parade. just like zip line down with like her middle <laughs> finger up in the air. I do love, you brought it up earlier and now I forgot how much I enjoyed the Buzz Lightyear yeah, ride. competitive. Where you're just fucking shooting Zerg you're like everywhere. You're like, ah! And it's like, I'm always randomly in a car with like three or four kids and they're like having the time of their life and I'm like, Looking at scores and shit, trying to beat them. Oh, I killed everybody in my <laughs> and group. Magic Kingdom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like on the fifty cal, just yeah. screaming, <laughs> "Get some, get some!" <laughs> they took out the Lilo and Stitch ride. Oh, where he turns into the thing, the that was it, like a uh, experiment yeah, sixty-six yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's what did they replace it with? Uh, fucking nothing. Futureland is fucking bullshit now. It's just like a monument to the eighties, and you're like. like we were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's frustrating because I'm John like John Hughes, the ride. We did Carousel of Progress again, and I, I, I have it memorized at this point. And you're like, Walt Disney is saying we need to embrace the future and stop being so fucking nostalgic. And as a monument to this dead motherfucker, what you've done is stagnated the part of the park that's literally called Future, future or Tomorrowland, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. I think it might be Tomorrowland. Yeah. Tomorrowland. Yeah, like 
But they still have that race thing, right? The racetrack. Yeah, and it's annoying. Oh, you, you meant like race like the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, and it's like gas-guzzling lawnmowers. Like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, and you're like, nothing about this is futuristic. Did you watch the the series on Disney Plus, The Imagineering? Oh, of course. It's so amazing. Have you heard of this, Keisha? Mm-hmm. No. So there's this docu-series. It was one of the first things to come out on Disney yeah. Plus when they had nothing except for Disney movies and The Simpsons. Yeah. And maybe like the first like six Star Wars movies. And then this insane documentary that's all about the making of Disney World. Mm. It is probably one of my favorite docuseries. And it's and it's kind of fucked up because the whole time you're like, okay, I get that like there is a Disney agenda in this to make (laughs) me like this. But I fucking love it. Yeah, it was great. It's the only time I've ever heard somebody say something nice about Michael Eisner. It's, mm. <laughs> it's. I mean, seriously though, the amount of like engineering yeah. that went into making a swamp into a theme park, yeah, and like when you see the whole systematic underpinning of yeah. the, like the tunnels That's and everything, crazy. there's an absurd amount of people there at all times. It's yeah. like five hundred thousand yeah. people or something well, stupid. You're on the roof, yeah, of the building mm-hmm. they build. Yeah, there's like an entire like ecosystem below you it's on like the first floor. Like the Morlocks and the Eloys yeah. and the yeah. time machine. Like Jules Verne has a boner in in his grave right now. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's pretty tremendous and like all of the resources they put in and how they can continue to update it. And it was just a, a really good time. A what really... about like the masking? How what was the stuff on that? What are the rules? Disney was great. They'll fucking murder you if you don't have a mask on indoors. And that includes like outdoors, but with like, you know, in the rye with yeah. low hanging ceilings. It's actually the first order that kills you. We were never worried about COVID at yeah. Disney. Universal is a free for all. That is a free for all. Those people do not believe in masks. We were like the only ones wearing a mask. It, we, I think it was we we're waiting for the uh, the new Hagrid ride, mm. which was fantastic. But you know, like lines are themed, so we were in like a cave with a pretty short uh, ceiling. Is pretty cramped, yeah. and it's like n- we we're like the only ones wearing masks. And I'm just kind of like. Guys, you don't know where I've been. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I don't, I, I, it's not about, like, disease, I suppose. It's just literally, like, it feels like going to an orgy and making sure that no one has been tested for STDs. No one's wearing condoms. <laughs> We're going to be as gross as we can. And it's just, it's just nasty. Everybody yeah. who's local and, like, a gross Floridian person goes to Universal Studios and everyone from out of the state goes to Disney. They're yeah. like, we're not paying in-state price. <laughs> we can't afford Disney. We got to buy more guns and bullets and shit. <laughs> and I, I got in a lot of trouble. I went to another Saints game. Oh so I went God. to New Orleans and the Saints were playing the Buccaneers. And there were all these Bucks fans around me. And I was like, fuck Florida. Fuck Floridians. Why do you sound like so, Mickey Mouse I was so drunk. That? Oh, yeah. Well, I have to stand off mic. Fuck Florida! <laughs> Fucking Floridian! <laughs> Florida sucks! Like, I was so drunk. <laughs> Can everyone do a Mickey Mouse voice? No. Oh! This is what he talks like, right? Hey, who? That's Vader, Vader, Vader just jumped up like, is everything okay? It's terrifying. Stranger danger. <laughs> Guest star Vader. He doesn't like that octave, I guess. Good job. That sounded so good, though. Something's wrong. He's never made that sound before, even after the Paula pegging. Oh, <laughs> Paula didn't peg me. These okay, so th- motherfuckers wanted me to do a dunk tank last week. Oh shit! Did you ever find that wetsuit you were asking for? No. And I, what? I kept being like, guys, it's gonna be too cold. Yeah. 
They're like, no, 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 we're gonna do, it, we're gonna do it. I'm like, all right. And then like the day of, I'm like, it's too cold. They're like, it's it's gonna warm up. And I'm like, the tank is is not. It's in the shade. <laughs> And the water is coming from a fucking hose. You know how cold that is? I don't think I have the context of what you're talking and then, about. And then the dunk tank came in, and it was, like, all, like, crooked fencing in the front. It looked super d- dangerous as fuck. And I was like, maybe I'll be back. And I went home and fell asleep. And I was like, fuck that noise. I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're back at the Saints game. Solid tangent. No, that was it. I, I saw Tom Brady, so oh, yeah, yeah Keisha's too. favorite. Yeah, and he also struggled against uh, Mac Jones more than we thought he would. Yeah, he's ninety. We, we. you've we. you've turned against New England like you're like a huge New England fan, and now you're like, no, no I'm a Tom Brady <laughs> gal. We, as in like me and the professor, thought. Oh, yeah. how is the professor? Good. I thought Keisha was engaged. She had a ring on her. Her. Are you engaged? It's the uh, wrong hand. No, things are good. We're, I'm actually going to New Hampshire next weekend for a whole week to spend Thanksgiving with this family. You have oh. done nothing except for travel for I the know. last couple of I weeks. Know. I know. So and then tomorrow, I'm flying out to Atlanta. Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> We're going to um, Atlanta to buy my sister's wedding dress. Fucking why? Dude, okay, check this out. We're flying to Atlanta Friday, Friday night. We're staying at the Four Seasons. First class. Jesus Christ. And then we're going to this like, we're going to two bridal uh, boutiques to find her dress. It just seems strange that if you're going to fly someplace to buy a wedding dress, it, I mean, nothing against Atlanta because it is like a, a thriving big city, no, but just it just seems like gone it just with seems the wind. strange. Scarlett O'Hara. No. Like, I just imagine she was watching, you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Hotlanta. Is that really, it's really called Real Housewives of Hotlanta? It's called Hotlanta. Ask Nelly. Can't it's... make any jokes in the show anymore. No jokes. <laughs> jokes are over. No, we're, go we're going there. There's, there's a bridal shop that sells all of their dresses are only, are $799 flat. Oh, cool. So there's like designer dresses. There's brand new samples and stuff. So we're going to go in there. Everyone's going to just grab dresses for her. And then we're going to find a dress. Oh, and man. then are you going to take a shit in the middle of the road like <laughs> bridesmaids? It's like a full Disney sequence. I know. Are animals going to put dress her? <laughs> we're going to get some birds. Yeah, that'll like <laughs> drop it over her. So um, how are you adjusting to like uh, dating again? Dating of one person? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Being in a relationship. So we were, I didn't realize how long ago it's been. I got an, an email for my next appointment, my one year check-in for my thyroid. And on that May. That was like the in whole- May. So that start, like him and I just started dating, like really seriously dating around May this year. And I was like, fuck, that's already like, it's coming up. Like I have to schedule for that. And then, Are you going to get him a gift? For him? Yeah. For Christmas? No, for like a one year anniversary. No, he's supposed to give me a gift. When, when are you supposed to, when are couples supposed to get gifts for each other? Anytime possible. Weddings and anniversaries. Birthdays. Nothing before them. Yeah, but which anniversaries? All of them. They all have themes. Including the five year. Yeah, that's got a like a yeah, really big. Yeah, that's a big I one. Think that's like gold. No, no it's wood. Is it wood. Oh yeah, it you're is like, wood because my five year anniversary is coming up. You're like, I got some. Wood. I told my wife I was gonna <laughs> get her. I was gonna give her a trip to uh, San Francisco. He's been to married five Redwood years. Forest. He has no wood to it's offer. Been five her. years. How long are you? Married? Five years yeah. is in January. So we're gonna go to San Francisco, and I'm gonna take her to wine country, which is oh, made of wood so in the redwood good. forest. Oh, well, yeah, I was trying to find a like idea. a wood gift. I found something that was wood themed. It was like a plant. Oh god! And it was kind of like a build your own plant. I... You're gonna give her an errand to do? Yeah. <laughs> Cara thought it was cool. When? Who? When did you send this to my sister? I don't know. When I was looking at it, here, let me show you. It's pretty. I think it's cool. It's just Cara. 
But yeah, that's like the fucking bougiest Topangan thing is for us to go to. Oh, where's the wedding gonna be? Um, it seems so a, random. Like, oh, we're gonna go buy wedding dresses so in the, Jacksonville. The wedding is gonna be in April in that fancy ass all inclusive resort resort that we are in uh, this year. You didn't check my Instagram stories. I don't watch your Instagram. That's Maggie. Maggie knows. It's just nothing but like bikini Keisha pics. No, it has gotten very swipe right. (laughs) Yeah, you're like a you're like a financial person now. So I have to be all professional. But yes, I thought it was for the professor. You were just like, okay, damper it down. But yeah, so it's um, an adults only all inclusive resort. Okay. In Cancun. So star. You, hopefully you don't have Hurricane Williams story then. No, I know. Oh, I know. In May? Hurricane, hurricane Billy story. Is that is that um is that hurricane season? In May? Yeah. Or April? It's no. oh April might be early. Okay. Well, hurricane season is going to get bigger. Like it's gonna range. Um, here we go. No, I'm I'm gonna keep the doomsday stuff. I did mention the end of the world in uh in that interview that I got ghosted, but <laughs> I used it. Why? Why are you sharing prophecies on an interview? Because, and I, I pointed out, like, MGM did really well in the Depression. As the world gets worse, people look more and more to entertainment for ex- escapism. And, and everybody was like... Which we can exploit. Uh... <laughs> we just asked what your strengths were. <laughs> no, 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 no. Guys, we can exploit this. What's great is he told us about, like, what did you say? You interviewed 60 people, 100 people, something like yeah. that? Interviewed over 100 people, so, hired. So how many people know. did you hire that brought up the apocalypse during the interview? I know. Nothing. I usually have to be kind of, you know, I have to get people out of their comfort zone to learn anything about them. So, and that's the whole thing is it's like the whole point is to actually learn something about this person and have them learn something about the job so you don't waste each other's time. Yeah, but what if nobody wants to hire you? The yeah, that's it. I don't know. Like, I just Back to interviews. Once again, this is the entitled white dude talking here. here. Have not had to randomly apply for jobs since college. Every job I've had has they been, just come to you, right? Yeah, every job I've had has been a friend being like, like "Hey, yeah, yeah, it's all network. It's like, hey, we've got a job opening. You should apply, and then I magically get the job." I yeah. would say the most important jobs that I've had have been through now. The filler jobs have all been random applications. Yeah, I don't like telling people I'm looking for a job. It's awkward. And I get on LinkedIn now, and yeah. like every day I get six to seven yeah. recruiters asking to hire me. So I don't feel like, even if I do a shit job at my new It'll job, I'm like, I'll be fine for the rest I'm of I'm pretty my life. sure some of those jobs are scams. Because like, like, I would know. I got like instantly like forwarded to the next round. And I was like, mm-hmm. and then they were like, all right, for this thing, you'll have to record a video of yourself yeah. and it'll take an hour. And it's going to end up on Squid Game. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you want me to record this video that you will possess and you will have rights to forever? This is insane. I'm not doing this. Brandon, why don't you teach? What could I teach anyone of value? Digital media, whatever you, words you said earlier. Oh, oh fuck, man! I don't, I can't. You don't want to teach people. You, the, the you just overwhelmed him. I just like saw. I saw his soul he's just like, now. Wah, wah. He's just he's got nothing <laughs> useful. I'm not a good person. I can't be the future of this country. And it's like annoying. I have like a family and parents, so like I can't kill myself. <laughs> so it's oh, kind of like. Trying to find value. I think you just need to you need to cast a wider net. 
You know what I mean? Like, what is the the like? The, I went from film into software, and it right. turned out great for me. No, but I think like well, project Pivot. management. I don't know. Is that like the furthest from what you actually want to do? I don't care. How I'm. Do you, uh, you know like what I want? I'm tired of. I'm tired of the contract. I just want a steady paycheck. I'm, t- I'm done hustling. That's your thirties in a nutshell, right there. <laughs> I just want an okay job with steady paycheck with some good benefits. I just don't want the Sunday scaries anymore. Well, I'm saying it's like I don't care what it is, man. I'll make cigarettes for little kids. <laughs> Is there a steady paycheck? Then, like, <laughs> puff, puff, little, Is there little a Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Breathe it all in, Cindy Lou. <laughs> I think you just gotta, we gotta find you a job. I think that'll, that'll help relieve some stress for you. But I think you gotta just. I'm beyond stressed. You, I mean, like, last time we recorded, I was stressed. I am now post stress. You're just. Whatever. Yeah, I, 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 it's like I, I don't even know if this is real anymore. What part? The podcast? podcast? No, no, no. Like this, the the reality, the light. I I'm pretty sure this is a simulation. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm in the simulation. Brandon, would you do the metaverse thing? Yeah, but like the Facebook's metaverse looks like it fucking sucks. So maybe it'll be cool in 20 years, but like right now, right now it's pretty it's fucking just, lame. It's just Mark. <laughs> yeah like if you Im- imagine like disney's metaverse yeah that's gonna be pretty fucking tight yeah. marvel's metaverse yeah harry potter you know even if the metaverse is augmented no reality because I, I don't think i think zuckerberg's wrong i don't think the future is these huge ass headsets i think the future are i don't know you, you guys seen my glasses right like the big thick glasses yeah. that are augmented reality yeah like the ready player one shit yeah well no but ready player it's one is like an right. oculus yeah it's you're blinded I think the future is really in in, in augmented reality. Like Pokemon Snap. Yeah, but like not no. having your phone and but like so it it looks a little more natural, like holding a wand and the wand actually doing shit. You know, like God, we're destined to die. Like, what value in life comes out of that? We're not. We're gonna stop producing anything no. except for entertainment. People are looking to space for exploration, but there's nothing in space. <gasps> it is very dead. Uh, Spoiler alert. very this is big revelations. <laughs> what we want in space, we can actually find. I don't want to say in the metaverse. So you're saying we're we were looking in the wrong direction. Yes, <laughs> we were looking up at the skies where we should have been <laughs> looking have to down go below underground. They came from the ocean. There can was we a, just we're in a so new season. Can we not reference that fucking thing. shit movie? <laughs> All I'm saying is, in the digital world, when it comes to like electrons, we have so much control. We have total control. And it can actually create some pretty amazing experiences when the technology gets to that point. And I don't think we're there. So I think that's going to be Zuckerberg's problem. And that's the other problem is like I've applied to like fucking Tesla and fucking Meta. Yeah. And I'm sure they just go to social and are like, well, what has he said about Mark Zuckerberg? What has he said about Elon? Oh, he's not sucking Elon's dick. <laughs> That's a whole problem. If you speak your mind on social, you know, who would want to hire you? Right. Because you, you're a liability. Why, or you, you probably make should everything delete. private. There is like a delete Twitter. I've done it. I had my, like my old Twitter. It was all just like really angry Texas Ranger fan comments mm-hmm. when they lost the World Series. And I was like, okay, got to delete everything now. Start over. I've never existed. Moniker, Billy Magic. I just think we're in trouble if no one is willing to speak out. And I, won't, I don't want to get into politics on this podcast, but like I just think now is is a tough time for people to not feel like they can speak truth. 
Yeah, not after Trump, because he spoke truth, and look what happened to him. I mean, he's coming back, man. I think it's very oh, yeah. likely. He has his own social network now. I think he's. he's I think he's going to be president. Unfortunately, oh. his truth twenty four. Racism. If he doesn't die beforehand of natural causes. Well, based on that photo I showed you earlier, his hand is dark blue. He's basically. Dude, it doesn't matter. Mitch McConnell has been full fucking last book Dumbledore. <laughs> For the last two years, like, you know, that dead black hand he walks around with. Does he have the ring? Still fucking going. All right, you boys and girls. It's time for Five Things with Keisha. With your host, Keisha. Five Things with my girl. I haven't heard that in a while. Okay. So we made this on the fly because we were not prepared as per usual. Well, it's season two. It's season, season two. You know, starting so, something new. Right, right. Brandon can't seem to start anything new. Well, since Billy and I both started new jobs, so we decided the top five is five best things about starting a new job. Guys, I keep seeing like my beer cans littered around your house. That's never a good sign. Number five. Um, it actually, in a good way, recharges my imposter syndrome. We talked about this earlier. I think it's good because it's one of the things in life that keeps me humble. Oh, <laughs> suddenly Keisha's humble. Wow. Wow. It's just a friendly reminder that I am not perfect. It's so. a friendly reminder that you don't know anything and can't do anything right. Yeah, that is humbling, huh? She's a vice president. Could you ever imagine yourself getting drunk and admitting that to a subordinate? I don't know what I'm doing. No, I can't. I, I just. Could you ever have a relationship that Tom has with Greg on secession? Oh, no. No. I love Tom. I actually think I am a Tom with really? I'm Tom with sprinkles of Greg. I could see that. Yeah. I hate Greg. Greg's annoying. Why? Uh, because the very first episode he's like throwing up through the goofy mask. That's true. I forgot that's the opening episode. So can you imagine like Keisha now, like you walk into a classroom with like your first grade version of yourself and you're like, I'm a vice president now, and young Keisha's like Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> how did you get there? And you're like, I have no fucking idea and I don't deserve it. Lower your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a fake it to your make it thing? You Dude, just kind of wait? Sometimes, like, right? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm very, very grateful that I have this job. But at the same time, there are many times a day where I'm like, they fucking know. They fucking know. There's this <laughs> amazing article. I'll send it to you. But it's like basically like, y- yes. You, along with everyone else, has no idea what. No, doing. you just you Google shit. It's well, you know somebody... what we are? We're because we are just <laughs> your vice president of social media. Social media. Social strategy. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, all you are is an ape. Pretty a much. hairless ape trying to figure out how to hairless. communicate with other hairless apes. That's what humans are. So that leads me into my number four. So part of being new that I love is that I get to play like, hey, I'm the new person. So I can also play dumb sometimes. It, wait, wait, did you like when you move to a new school, you like oh, develop yeah. new habits? Okay, that's You're like, I'm list. the cool thing. Yeah, so I try different things, right? I try different sayings. Oh, that's actually my number. That's my number three. They're all the same. <laughs> like, wait, wait. So do you invent new catchphrases yeah. and you act like you've been saying it for it, years? Yeah. And then if there, I mean, I test it out, right? Like if, yeah. if there's no reaction, then I, that's the only time I do it. There was one meeting where out of nowhere, like I started having like a more Southern accent than I actually do. <laughs> what? <laughs> so much so that someone was like, Keisha, you're not from Massachusetts. And I'll be like, what? Me? <laughs> Me? Yeah. This old Southern <laughs> Oh, no. I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> I grew up on the bayou. And it's like, what are those things? Like, I have a problem with, like, if I 
start with like a small lie and it's not hurting anybody, I will continue that lie. And in these meetings, I started with an accent. No one said anything. In fact, I got positive reinforcement for having this accent. This is a sitcom. And so like, I'm just going to keep going. Do the accent more. I, I don't, I know, right? I can't, it's like, I don't know. I, I keep thinking about Andy from The Office Let's when he's talk talking about, about Facebook, like, mola- yeah. like molasses. Molasses. <laughs> and so I just keep doing My that. Friend. But it forces them to ask about me. Darn tootin'. Right? I, I, think say, it, I think it lowers their expectations. Right. And then I drop a y'all every once in a while, which throws everybody off. And I think I can try like new jokes. You know what I mean? Like racist ones because you're suddenly Southern. Do you do any work at this job? <laughs> it kind of just seems like you're, I, I guess like a, I, I don't know, a scam artist would be the right <laughs> thing. But like, I put together a lot of decks. Okay. It's a very George Costanza, it really like, is, Larry though. David situation. I put a lot of decks together. I'm, edit, I'm like writing copy for something. It's very much like in a meeting. I use so much like corporate jargon that like it's coming out in my conversations with a professor so he's like well what do you want to do for like vacations next year and i was like well like q2 q3 <laughs> i was like really busy we've got some all of like that too yeah <laughs> and he's with- like you mean the the spring and the summer yeah. we should really think about our synergies <laughs> that's really funny so that's Dude, fun could you like hire me and i'd work for you and you could like fucking boss me around mm. and yell at me I and mean, get all of your podcast oh, aggression so i have like i have people that work people work for me now i have like two employees yeah. And that's Sucks. hard. Dude, that's Sucks. fucking hard. You should fire one of them and hire Brandon. No. It's so fucking hard. Fucking, uh, fucking managing people is a fucking worst. Because you have to like worry about feelings. Yeah. You have to care about where their, their like professional you have to know trajectory. All the HR policies. Right. And it's like you want to be cool, but not too cool where they're too comfortable, but they still respect you. Yeah. And you have to fucking like do their salary, ne- negotiate against them on salary and then work with them the fucking next right. day. And then like do goals. And it's like, bro, I don't I mean, I want you to make more money. I'm not the one that's like trying to keep you from right. that vacation. I'm right. just this it's, is my it's, duty. It's hard. It's so hard. Like, I just have to care about people's feelings, and that's hard yeah. for me. It's hard for me to care about. I only care about I myself. I only care about my feelings. And then for me, number two, actually, fuck, my list is You're all going up. out of order. It's very confusing. Well, number three was test new jokes and catchphrases, and we kind of leaned into that. And then number two, or number- <laughs> For the podcast? Number, <laughs> number one was make up a new persona, which we also already talked about. I like it, though. I think it's good. I think yeah. that's fun. I was very tempted to, like, make up a nickname for myself, and I'm like, that's too far. People call me Kiki. <laughs> so, you know what's strange, right? It's like, you know, your significant other, the people they work with see a completely different version right. of the person, and, like, to them, that's who that person is. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but I don't know that person at all. Like, yeah. how could they not associate my significant other with the things I associate with them right for, you know and then also like so you know we've been like so me and the professor have been dating now for a little over like seven months or whatever but then I started meeting his friends who are all like PhD people who are hella smart when you say hella around them do they all roll their eyes I don't and I'm just like how why and they like think I'm really funny and I'm just like I don't understand and then last night we were at dinner and the professor was like we were talking about like SAT scores or whatever and I was like did you have a good SAT like did you have good SAT scores he's like yeah and I was like what is it and then he said it and I was like is that good I don't (laughs) I don't know and he's like what did you get I was like I got the Thanks for putting your name down. <laughs> like, I don't know what I, my SAT score was. 
you got a participation ribbon. <laughs> and I was like, he was like really smart and then he gets in all these good schools. I'm just like, why are we together? Like, I don't understand. So double imposter syndrome. <laughs> right? I know. It's imposter syndrome at home. It's imposter syndrome in the office. I was excited to talk to him because he's a smart guy. And then like afterward, he like looked at Keisha and he was just like, no, not, not again. <laughs> and I haven't seen them since. I haven't seen them. In- it makes you feel better. I've not met him. So God knows what she we thinks I'd out, say. Though. We should hang out. He's great. But that's the thing, right? Like, I, And then my family, my entire family. What do you think of the podcast? He thinks it's hilarious. Is he like season no, one? No, he like, he's listened to it from, start, like, from the first episode on. Doesn't sound like he's that smart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my opinion of him is, is, is a lot lower. But so also, though, guys, like my entire family, they're all doctors. Like between, it's only me and my mom who have not. Who doesn't have an advanced And your degree. mom is kind of like a, she's a doctor of running a medical clinic. It's like she's like street smart. She's street smart. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just me. Like everyone else is very intelligent and like accomplished career wise. But you are accomplished career wise. I mean, wise. now I am. As a VP, I am. I mean, you know, you get dropped on your head a few times. So my sister's like, so if the president dies, do you get to? No, there's 47 there's other vice presidents. Else. So I think this might help for perspective because, you know, you sound like a big fancy pants now mm-hmm. and your VP. Where were you when you were th- you turned 30 years old? I was unemployed. That was right when I had ended my engagement and I was moving to Texas. So like you basically kind of like started over, yeah. refresh and then rebuilt. Yeah. So what did you learn, you think, in your 20s when you started building your life here in your 30s? It, it kind of forced me actually to like find opportunities for like by myself because I got really spoiled when I was in like Boston because my boss at the time just kept like bringing me with her and I say that but my boss now is that same person and she was like like it doesn't make sense for you not to come over and do this so there was like a two or three year gap where I had to like just do stuff by myself and it was like really hard to not have this like blanket to support yourself all the time and like that was good though because now I'm in this organization where it's like she supports me, but she's like an SVP, right? So she has like SVP shit that she needs to do. Yeah. So she can't like cover my ass on everything. And there's a lot of times where I'm like, well, what do you think we should do? And she's like, you decide. And then you just have to live with the consequences, right? But then before, I think I would be more terrified of that. But because I had to kind of figure stuff out by myself for a few years, I'm like very comfortable with the consequences of my decisions. And then like, I'm really not afraid to like fuck up because mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, well, what's the worst they can do? I made it this far. I'll be a VP for life. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good here for a little while. Like, I can stay at this level. Okay, before we move on to the bottom five, uh, I do want to say we, we, we have, you know, more than a few uh, veterans, but we also have someone who's active. And it's Veterans Day. And it is Veterans Day when we're recording this. So, Jeffrey, uh, we're glad you're okay. Uh, we don't know what Jeffrey did, but um, those of you guys, obviously, who have a TV saw what happened in Afghanistan and it was a fucking shit show. Uh, we don't know if he was there. All we know is that he's he's. Uh, he was hurt. He recovered. It is someone that, you know, we do think about because he has participated in, in some of the stuff we've done. And, and, and just an overall awesome dude. He's too. an awesome dude. And he's still he's still serving. Yeah. You know? new dad. Oh, yeah. And a new dad. A new yeah. Dad, that's right. So we're glad you're doing OK. 
and uh, you know, hope come back soon. Bottom five. Bottom five. You will die or you will eat the bottom five. Bottom five. That's. Hey, Minnie. You want to hear the new bottom five? Where is Pluto going to? Oh, Vader seems really sad. Okay, so bottom five of new jobs. Number one, not knowing anyone, not meeting anyone. We are in COVID world. My office has been closed since the day I started. Can't go in, can't meet anybody. Mm -hmm. So you're meeting everyone virtually. When you have questions, you have no idea who to go to for what. And then all you're doing for the first several months is explaining to people Hi, I'm new. <laughs> Who I am? I don't know anything. Nice to meet you. I think you're the right person to ask this question. Oh, you're not? Who should I ask this question to? Okay, I hope I remember your name next time I ask a question to you and have no fucking idea what I'm God. doing. Which translates very nicely to number two, not knowing anything <laughs> <laughs> at all. So you were talking earlier about imposter syndrome. Well, you immediately leave a job because of imposter syndrome to another job where you actually are an imposter because you start pretending to know stuff that you have no idea. Like you can't possibly know anything. And when you're like me and you're in sales and you're trying to convince someone to buy something, they're like, why should you buy it? And you're like, let me take a look at my notes. (laughs) You're like, what? I'm losing you. Yeah. (laughs) Did you not tell the truth in your job interview that you didn't know what you were doing? No, people hire you because you're smart enough to learn stuff, but you need the time to actually learn They hire you for your soft skills because you can learn material and the company and the brand and all that stuff. How do I let them know I learn good? Me learn good. (laughs) Your best bet is not talking. (laughs) No, but like, you don't know... You, you know a lot of stuff and you're, yeah. you you can get by in your day-to-day job, but people ask you very specific questions that yeah. are specific to the company or the product. You have no you fucking for. idea. And why would you know that until you work for that company? And then, you know, in every other job I've ever had, yeah. I've gone through training with other people. This is the first oh, time yeah. I've gone through training by myself. So for like a month, you're just sitting there watching terrible training at home <laughs> like the videos, reenactments and you're sitting there thinking why on earth did i leave my old job oh my where i God. knew everything yeah. knew who to talk to knew how to do everything and could work from home lazily mm-hmm. you know all the benefits from working from home when you know what your job is and you know how to yeah. do your job you're like oh yeah i slack off for yeah. 15 minutes now you're like well if i slip off i don't even know what the fuck i'm talking i barely know my own name no one knows who i am that's why i make up names and personas so just like the entire starting over process is so comfortable so uncomfortable and then that multiplied tenfold by covid yeah it's just everything is slower and like i got a computer for instance my new computer got a blue screen of death error (sighs) every day for three months no. and because of the supply chain shortage There's nothing like yeah. the it yeah. couldn't help me i had to go to the manufacturer of the computer and they were like well we can't help you so you need to start recording these errors it got to the point where my computer was crashing every 45 minutes Ooh. for a three-week period my computer crashed every 45 minutes that's insane and then i finally they were like we'll give you a whole new logic board and i was like maybe a new computer they're like god no 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 settle down new ship guy your computer to me so i shipped my computer to them when i went on my main vacation yeah. and then i got back and they're like 
oh, we've been trying to deliver this package to you for five days. Now it's going back to no. Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> Fucking disaster. So yeah, the whole Fucking supply over- chain shit. That's why I have broken breakers in my house. And every time I need to use the garbage disposal, I have to go like reset it. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I hope I don't fucking die flipping this switch with this bo- broken breaker switch. And then it starts flashing at me violently like, no, replace no, no, no. me, please. <laughs> Keisha and I are just texting like, so when are we going to record next? I and Brandon just never answers. Like, oh, you must really hate us. Paul is just like, I don't care. <laughs> More money for me. All right. Number three. The grass is always greener effect. Oh, God. So you're sitting there thinking, well, you know, I'm kind of bored in my old job and I'm doing everything's going really well. Like, I'll just go, you know, maybe there's something else out there, something more exciting. Then you get to the new job and immediately all of the discomfort of completely starting over makes you realize all of the great things about your old job. <laughs> oh my God. And you still talk to people from your old job and they're like, hey, how are things going at the, like, the new thing? We're really excited for you. And it's like, Oh, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I don't think I'm doing this right. And everything sucks. <laughs> they fucked up my computer. Like my yeah. paycheck is seems wrong. And then like the other thing that comes in is like in your old job, you're like, well, I can either move up, but if moving up's not an option, then I have to leave. And then it's like, do, back, I, yeah. do I leave to go sideways yeah. or am I leaving for a promotion or am I getting a promotion, but my pay stays the same? Yeah. Suddenly you can justify all these sacrifices right. that you made. And then immediately the sacrifices turn to regret. Even if the new job's great, you're still just thinking about like what was better at the old job because it's so much easier to compare the uncertain to the certain. And the certain is now in the rear view mirror and you're like, can I go back? Oh, that seems like that would be a terrible decision. So all of a sudden you're just playing, you're like in this Chinese finger trap. Is that PC? Can I say that anymore? I think that's still okay. It's oriental. It's like half of your your finger is stuck in your old job and half the finger is in the new job. And it's like, as soon as you tug on one, the other feels like it's getting pulled and it's just this constant yeah. back and forth negotiation in your brain. And, and as soon as you go back to your old job, you realize I same. fucked up. Everything was fine before. And all of the, like, the problems with the old job are suddenly re-magnified. <laughs> so number four, lying to people. Dude, yes. So basically, <laughs> Keisha's entire top five was nothing but her lying to people, coming up with new bits, coming up with like a fake, fake identity. Yeah. She's like workshopping some shit for the podcast. Pretending yeah. she's organized with her new laptop. Like, like the entirety of like your interview process is to lie or to like omit parts of your personality. Or like mm. maybe it's like, oh, well, when I'm doing my resume, here are all the best versions yeah. of myself. It's like hiding your dead bodies of like all of your failures. And so it's just like, you know, I, I set a lot of new goals for myself. I got this new job. It's a great time to go set new goals. But they're all stuff that you're going to fail at because it was all yep. stuff that you were never good at. And if if your new job depends on you actually accomplishing these goals, you've set yourself up for, <laughs> for failure. failure. Yeah. So basically, you're letting people down. I mean, especially if you're like me and you get jobs through networking. It's yeah. like, oh, and now all of a sudden, like I lied to get this job and my buddy put me up for it and yeah. now I'm letting him down. I know. Dude, so I'm that's burning the worst. this bridge. I always imagine that whoever referred you to the job has like this ongoing like live cam view of you and they're just like, how's he doing? Would it be inappropriate <laughs> at an interview to ask them not if this doesn't work out to <laughs> not look down on my buddy? It's on me. It's on me. It's not not on him. Can you just not judge that? That that's that's why I, I That's the shit that you said at this interview. And that's no, that's why, why I, call don't you like back. Asking, I don't like asking anyone for help. I'm not I don't I don't I don't Because you don't want to fail because you think you're gonna fail I'm them. I'm gonna fail them, yeah. I network, but I don't ever like ask for help yeah. from people. Like lower lower everyone's expectations. Yeah. <laughs> and 
Number five. People lying to you. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a karma police effect, but like, you know, you're asking questions to the interview job for like mm-hmm. process. You're like, tell me about the job. Tell me about all of these things. And they're fucking selling it to you. Yeah. Like they're just sitting there with an open position where they're not like the company's not making money. And they're like, we got to get a body in here. I don't care. It's got to be a warm fucking body. And it's going to be the best of all of these chuds who are applying. I <laughs> <laughs> just get. Just get anyone in here who doesn't seem like a total fucking failure. Sell them on everything. Oh, yeah, you'll make so much money and, like, your bonus. You know, your bonus is based on your performance, but we have no, like, no one's ever missed their bonus before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and vacations, unlimited vacation. And we're, like, so open door with our vacation policy. But, like, if you actually took a vacation, we'd be like, what the fuck's the matter with you? <laughs> Why are you letting everyone else down? Who's going to do this? So you're constantly being sold to, and you've got happy years because you're trying to get out of your mm-hmm. other job. You never ask the question, like, like, so the job I'm taking, why did the last person leave? That's There's true. three options. They were promoted, they quit, or they were fired. Mm-hmm. Two of those three options are bad. Yeah. So there's a 66% <laughs> uh-huh. chance that like you're taking a job that either, you know, you could also get fired because they sucked at their job and they don't know what they're looking for, mm-hmm. or they quit because the job fucking sucked. So best case scenario, though, the guy who had the job before you was dead. horrible. Oh, Right? Like died in a horrible accident. And you're like, oh, sweet. Sorry, there are four options, (laughs) three of which are bad. You could die. But there was, so I've been in situations where I asked that question and they're like, oh, actually, this is a brand new position. Like no one's had this job before. And then I get the job and then I ask and they're like, oh, yeah, your job just used to be called this. So they would just change the name. So it's just a new title. It's a new title. And I'm like, God, no one told me. It's back to your new nickname. (laughs) I used to be the director of social and I'm the vice president. (laughs) New position. You're all insecure because, you know, it's a new job. You don't know anything. You're like, oh, we all felt that way. And you're like, did you all feel that way? Or are you just saying that to make me feel better? And then all of a sudden the the paranoia starts kicking in. And he's like, hey, so how did you do this, this and this? They're like. Oh, it's easy. And it, it wasn't easy. Or, oh, you just do this, this, and this. And then you found out that they were completely wrong and you shouldn't have done any of those things. Everybody in business lies constantly. They lie about themselves. They lie about the job. They lie about what they've delivered. They lie about the process of doing it. Nobody knows anything. We're all Googling shit. Everybody is a liar all the time. I'm literally clearing my search history every day so people don't know that. It's like, did you ever see those, there's like the the backhoe or whatever, the construction equipment where it's like the front of it's a bulldozer and the back of it is that little like shovel thing. (laughs) And so it's like the front of you is just like pushing (laughs) shit out of the way and the back of you is just covering up all of your tracks. Do you want me to tell you something I think will help you both feel a lot better? Like you were saying positions like 50 years ago. Right. Yeah. When they people didn't know something. Best case scenario, they have an encyclopedia somewhere like, that they have to take out. And they're like, all right, where's, you know, you. And they have to hope that that information is still somewhat relevant. That's true. So if you are clever, you can really kind of learn how to do anything. And that's the frustrating part of at least for me when applying for jobs is like, look. Yeah, no, I don't. I can't do this yet. But I'll learn it. But you can pay me. You're like like I'm real good at Google. <laughs> yeah, I've published. I published I'm multiple. Bottom five that bottom six. They can figure out that you're full of shit and find justification <laughs> to fire you for not knowing how to do something the right way. Yeah. Yeah, they can fire you for anything here, except if you're a police officer. <laughs> Well, that was fun. That was good, considering we didn't have really a lot of plans. Stop 
Saying that out loud. Considering I was just driving by to drop off some stuff. You're like, boy over here. You're like, just come on in. Let's record a podcast. It was intentional. I didn't want to do a topic. I didn't want to do an outline. I didn't want to be a slave to structure. So what are you going to call this episode? Season two, episode one. Yeah, premiere. Season premiere. Um, That is a problem for future me, not a problem for present me. (laughs) And I very much believe in screwing your future self if it helps make your present self life a little bit We should do a season premiere party. We should invite all of the donors to like a party on release day. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. People still pay in. Like, are we still getting? Uh, I've I keep suspending it because I don't want to charge them. Yeah. When we're fair. not active, because we have to like you know schedule the shit and the that's shit. Fair. That's, that's fair. nice. Yeah. That's nice I, of you. I don't want to. I had a lot of guilt. Like I was taking showers no, and I was like, should I buy cheap or so? <laughs> no. 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 Like I mean, it's yeah. the last thing you want to do is ever exploit yeah. or exploit people. I mean, yeah. not even make them mad or anything. Just make them feel like they're taken advantage of. So. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's good. We're not delivering. Them. I have a bunch of IOUs. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 Bye.